0: Right, pitches. I don't know how this is going to go, but we're going to give it a shot because I've reached the point in this fandom where I can't just, like, sit by anymore and pretend like it's not the obsession of my life. So here we are. Welcome to Pitchlapped, the Pitch Perfect podcast. It's got a nice ring to it, that one, isn't it? It's good. My name is Kaye Hillier and I hope that you can join me on this journey as we just celebrate The greatness that is this fandom. I have been a fan of Pitch Perfect for years. It's always been one of my favourite films, but it was only recently. I didn't realise how... I've been a fan of other things, but I've never really delved into the whole fandom thing before. And it wasn't until about two, like, 18 months to two years ago, when... I was like at a really really low point and so I kind of like retreated back into stuff that I just absolutely love and one of those things is Pitch Perfect because it's the one film or series of films which I can just go back at any moment and completely enjoy and just get a lot out of it and I started watching the films again and I was like oh it's just it just wasn't enough and I was like I've heard things about the fandom from watching interviews and stuff. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into this a little bit more. So all I did was like, I just typed "Bechloe" into a Google search. And oh my word, like I was not prepared for what was going to suddenly blow up and what I was going to find. And all I can say is just, like, I am astonished at the dedication and the hard work that creators put in, that fans put in to this fandom. And I'm sure, I know it's the same in other fandoms, but it was, like, amazing to find people who loved it so much to create stories, artwork, people talk about it, and they talk about their favourite characters, what they're like, and I just found this whole world of people talking about Pitch Perfect, especially the fact that, like, it's something that I've always enjoyed but never really talked about with other people. These are, like, topics that I'll think about in my head and maybe, like, you know, think through myself but never really talk to anybody else about. And suddenly I've discovered that there are other people talking about it online and I'm like, oh, my, how did I not know this before? Gosh. Typical. And I... I feel like I'm so late to the game because obviously they're not making the movies anymore and yet there are still dedicated fans doing it and doing it large so I want to do this podcast to celebrate you guys and the amazing creators that are still producing work the amazing topics that we discuss online and then also just like because these actors and actresses are doing some great things and there's an amazing lineup in the Pitch Perfect movies of very, very talented people to just celebrate some of the great work that we get to see them continue in their careers. And so this podcast is going to be like a homage to that. There's going to be that space. I'm hoping I can do this regularly. It's going to be a regular thing, but we'll see how it goes. And I'd love for you guys to get involved. I'd love to be able to talk to some creators to be able to, to pay homage to some... Fan fiction that we read and some great creations out there, and we'll just see how it goes. Who knows where this is going to take us because I have no idea. I thought for the first episode of Pitch Slapped, and I appreciate you guys for joining me on this journey, that uh, it would be a good place to start to talk about how I fell in love with Pitch Perfect. And I don't kind of want to talk about myself a lot on this podcast, but I feel like We kind of need to go there, we need to get to know each other a little bit better. I would love to hear from you how you fell in love with the Pitch Perfect fandom. What, What moment did you know that this was something special? Because I think with anything that you fall in love with, there are just moments when you just... You can pinpoint and know that this is a little bit different than just watching a normal movie or having a normal movie experience. This means something to you and you recognise it from what happens, what you experience, whatever it is. I first watched Pitch Perfect on an awful date. Yep, it was bad. Now, I I feel like, I can't remember exactly when I watched it, but I know, I feel like it was in 2013, in January. But I might be wrong. I have a terrible memory, so I apologise if that is wrong. But I had this friend, and he texted me, and he was like, hey, why we should we should try going on a date. So I was like, okay, yes. And he had already seen the movie before and he was like, it's amazing. It's he he, he was a musical theatre and singing sort of fan. He loves that sort of stuff. So I was a little bit nervous. I hadn't really known anything about it. I'd seen the odd trailer, but I, I wasn't necessarily a big fan of singing movies. I I, I enjoy the good musical, but it was kind of like Is this just going to be like Glee on a movie forum?" and I wasn't sure what to expect. But I was like, okay, yeah, you you really love it, so let's go and watch Pitch Perfect. And I got to the cinema and he was late. So you have that awkward moment where you get there and you just have to wait around by yourself. And then when he got there, we literally just had to go in and and get our seats in the theatre. And literally got there just as the movie's about to start. So luckily I didn't miss anything. And the movie starts, and of course you've got the Bellas, and they start off, and I'm like, okay, here we go. And I'm sat there thinking, okay, this just, this looks like Glee. They're on stage, they're doing a cappella, and uh, the song choice was, like <laughs> I'm like, why do they pick this song? <laughs> it's not even that big of a song, I saw the sign. I can completely relate to Becca and just be like, why would you pick a song like this? And then Aubrey throws up. And then I'm stopping them and going, what the heck just happened? Like, what on earth am I watching? At this moment I've kind of piqued interest. I'm interested in this movie. And then it immediately goes into the mix of two-on-two versus buster move. That was the moment, okay? That was the moment where I knew I was gonna love this movie because I I'd been DJing for a number of years. I started when I was twelve, and Suddenly, I am watching a movie with a mashup in it, and not just any mashup. Like using like big songs and like embracing them. And you've got the sound waves right there, and everything's going on. And then it switches to Becca creating the mix, getting into the taxi and everything. And she's using tractor. She's using like DJ software on the screen. And my, I'm like suddenly from like one moment not being sure if I'm going to like it to suddenly my. My complete interest is invested in this movie. I I knew then, from that moment, that I was gonna love it. To the point where, as soon as I got back from watching that movie and getting off that date, I was like, I need to find that song. I needed to know where the mix had come from and everything. And I was just like, number one, you've got a female DJ slash producer, and and they're using mashups in a movie, <laughs> like not just like, not just singing songs but creatively doing stuff with it and a female dj who actually kind of looks like she knows what she's doing she's got a little bit of sass and everything and so i that was the moment for me when i knew i was this movie was just this wasn't any normal movie to me anymore this was gonna mean something and it definitely did with the storyline with everything that came in but i knew from that moment when the first bars came out of 212 and Buster move that this was different And I don't know why, but that just, that just caught me right there. And it's something that I've always loved from these movies ever since, is just the mashups and the things that have been created. So I'd love to hear from you. What was the moment where you knew that you loved the pitch perfect movies? And the fact that they keep doing mashups and they keep doing some creative stuff with these songs was just a bonus for me. And to see Becca fight so hard for her career. And then she works in a radio station. I mean, gosh, I do a little bit of radio stuff. It's fantastic. I mean, Becca was literally where I wanted to be. Like, I didn't want to be a music producer, but working in radio, being a DJ and actually seeing it on screen, amazing. So good. So that is my experience with Pitch Perfect. Obviously, the date didn't go well after that. We went to McDonald's and it was the most awkward thing ever. But it was okay because all I wanted to do from that point on was just listen to the songs, which I then coincidentally got, like, the next day. <laughs> so I've got my Tumblr account, but because we're going to be talking about Pitch Perfect on this podcast and the and the actors and actresses and the fan fiction, I do post other stuff on my main account. So I am going to create, or I have created a pitch slapped tumblr account just so that we can talk about this stuff and we can share stuff together so i am going to be doing that it's going to be called pitch slapped watch this space and if you do want to keep up to date with that i'll probably post some stuff up every week about what we're going to talk about because i'd love to get your feedback i'd love to hear from you guys and uh, and just talk about these great topics because pitch perfect is awesome we love the fandom so we can celebrate it together and we can talk about Everything Pitch Perfect probably just the Chloe at at most, because let's be fair, the Chloe is everything. So just to start off for this week, I figured let's just delve into some of the things I'd love to cover with this podcast. Of course, every single week, we're going to try and talk about the stuff that's going on with the actors and actresses, the great work that's coming out, because they're they're always doing projects and they're always doing some great stuff. Now, I do need to give a bit of a word of warning about that, though, because as much as I want to keep up to date and kind of fangirl over these great projects that they get involved in, I can't always talk about them as soon as they come out. Because I live in the UK, and not everything comes out the same time here as it does in the States. It's so painful, especially when the actors are posting about these things. They're putting trailers up. And you get super excited, they put the release dates up, and you just can't wait to see it. And you're there going, okay, I'm so ready, I can't wait. And then the the day comes, and then you're trying to find it, and you can't because it's not released in the UK. Case in point, okay? I still have not loved, watched Love Life, and it's painful. I, like, follow it on Instagram, and everybody was talking about it when it first came out. I can't watch it yet, okay? (laughs) It's so annoying. I like, it was only literally the beginning of July that hooking up with uh, Britney Snow in it actually came out over here. So I had to wait like a month and a half later than everybody else. So yeah, I have not watched Love Life. I don't know what happens to Darby Carter in that and it's painful. Another thing I haven't watched is Noelle because although Disney Plus is now in the UK and it came to the UK in March, The only reason I bought Disney Plus was to watch Noelle, and it's not on there. I don't know what happened. It's it's on the American version, I'm pretty sure people were watching it. So, where is it? I don't really have any other reason to watch Disney Plus. But I am holding out till December when I'm hoping they're going to put their Christmas stuff up, and I am expecting Noelle to be there, because I don't know what I'm going to do if it's not. I really want to see it. So, as much as we're going to try and talk about the up-and-coming stuff with the pitch-perfect cast, I know that there's going to be stuff I'm not going to be able to talk about as well as other people. But I'm hoping that you can you can let me know how it's going because we can all, we can kind of mutually do that together. So, fingers crossed this will go well. Cap was was particularly busy this week. What with the new dog, and I must admit it's like the cutest dog. I understand from uh, from her Instagram stories that it's called Myra. So I'm assuming it's a girl because otherwise that's awkward. Also, I don't know if you've seen in other news, Adam Devine, aka Bumper, because we've got to cover different people on this podcast. <laughs> so Adam Devine is also up to some stuff at the moment with Quibi. And let's be fair, Quibi is bizarre. I I used the... The free trial to watch Dummy, and I, Dummy was bizarre. It was a bizarre experience. I don't know if there's anything I'm going to hate that Anna Kendrick does, but yeah, Dummy was it was a weird experience, but also very very well done. I mean, Anna Kendrick's in it, so what can you say? But I wasn't I wasn't sure what to expect by Quibi. It's quite interesting having a whole viewing experience, which is obviously portrait. And there are so many big names doing stuff on Quibi. And Adam Devine is now doing a show on Quibi. Now, I wasn't sure what to expect because obviously it seems to me there's a lot of actors who are venturing away from, say, movies and TV shows to doing sort of like their own personal projects. So these are things that maybe not are dramas or anything like that. These are things which they want to do and they want to talk about stuff. And it's kind of on, almost an insight into something that they enjoy and they want to kind of do their own show about. So Anna Vine has done this show. And just from the trailer, you know that it's a bit insane. If you didn't know that Anna Divine is insane anyway, um, I think I think this is a good indication of that because it just goes from one extreme to the other. And I do think the trailer is a good insight into what you can probably expect from the show. My first thought, though, watching the actual trailer was the fact that it just reminded me a little bit of Zac Efron. Now, obviously, they did a movie together, Mike and Dave. And uh, Zac Efron has come out with a Netflix show recently where he's, like, travelling the world and learning about cultures and climate change and kind of serious topics but also with a with some exploration in there and like higher tone and sometimes he has celebrity guests on and they they try things for example like the anna kendrick episode where they sit down and try water which sounds bizarre but also really fascinating it did make me want to go out and just be like you know i really fancy trying to find some of this fancy water like does it really taste like that it must be so weird to have to sit down and do a show like that where you're just like, okay, you guys are gonna sit here, and you're gonna taste different water, and that's gonna be the the whole thing. <laughs> you made that interesting, and I mean, I'm I'm glad that Anna Kendrick and Zac Efron were genuinely interested, or they at least played it up that they were, and obviously trying to make comments on water. You don't know what to expect. I don't know kind of what the preparation period is for something like that when they're just like, okay, guys. You just talk about it, talk about the taste, all this stuff. But they did very well. So if you imagine that type of show, but instead of this sort of cool, calm and collected, this is Adam Devine getting with celebrity friends, blowing up stuff and risking their lives. Like, it does look insane. I mean, there's points where they're on the cliff edge. Looks like there's one where they're jumping into like a pool of piranha fish or something like that. I mean, who knows? It's going to be intriguing. I don't know if I would actually pay Quibi to watch it, but all I know is that there is a clip that Rebel Wilson is in it, so you know there's going to be a bit of hilarity with that one. And also in other celebrity news, we couldn't talk about this week without talking about the fact that there was the Scott Pilgrim table read, which of course Anna Kendrick was part of. And not only did you get Anna Kendrick doing Stacy Pilgrim from Scott Pilgrim, and the amazing one-liners that she has in that. But because they couldn't get everybody on, and it was a little bit sad that Brie Larson couldn't be as part of the table read, we got to have Anna Kendrick le- reading Envy Adams' lines from Scott Pilgrim. It was fantastic. So you got like a double dose of Anna Kendrick in that whole thing. When I saw it come online, I was like, I've got to jump on this, I've got to watch it, because I loved Scott Pilgrim when it first came out. There's something really nostalgic about the fact that even when I first watched it, and even when I watch it now, you've got all those little gaming, gaming references to like Zelda and Sonic of the Hedgehog that just bring certain amounts of joy. And that film is so well made, it's so unique, and it's done such a good job that It's very hard not to fall in love with Scott Pilgrim. And I am shocked that it is like 10 years old now. And I think with something like Scott Pilgrim, it's also fantastic that 10 years on, that we can look back and you look at the roster of actors and actresses that is in that movie and where they are now. It's fantastic. It is absolutely amazing. One of my favourite bits, so if you do watch The Table Read, number one, you've got Anna Kendrick double doses of Anna Kendrick. Number two, the most hilarious part of that whole table read is the actress who plays Knives Chow. She is hilarious in the whole thing, and well worth it just to see her gushing over Scott Pilgrim. (laughs) And number three, Chris Evans doing Lucas Lee. I didn't realise... I don't think quite as much how well he is able to get into that character. And you know he's in his Lucas Lee mode when his eyebrow cocks up. When I went back and watched the movie afterwards, that table read just makes you want to go back and watch it. And when you watch Chris Evans in Scott Pilgrim, you suddenly realise that how on earth he keeps his eyebrow cocked throughout all of his scenes, I don't know. Just to give you that Lucas Lee look... But he does such a good job. It's well worth checking out if you do watch the table read. And there's also points where they're all just jamming out to all of the songs from Scott Pilgrim, which is fantastic. It's well worth it. So please, if you haven't already, the Scott Pilgrim table read is a must. (laughs) Now, with pitch perfect and the fandom one area that we're hoping to cover every episode is fan fiction because you guys keep this fandom alive i wish i had the talent to be able to write fan fiction but that's never going to happen my spelling skills are so bad also like i can i can have an amazing imagination and just imagine scenarios but being able to put that onto a page is like a whole other thing And I am astonished with the amount of stuff that is written out there celebrating this fandom and the different stories and just the things that people come up with in their heads is amazing. So if I just look over this last week, I'm just going to like highlight some of my favourite fan fiction moments from the last week. Now, I've only been kind of looking at this for the last kind of 18 months two years getting into the fandom so I've got a lot of catching up to do and I have believe me I have been trying to catch up reading some kind of some of the famous fics some of the great things out there so just to look at this week I feel like this is kind of all building up for the Chloe week which is which is literally about to come upon us so I'm not going to cover the Chloe week now, because I'd like to do it when all of the fix are out, and then we can kind of look at the Chloe week in its entirety, which will probably be next episode. So this is kind of the build up, the the week before the Chloe week, starting off with Midnight Scrolls by Suit Up. Suit Up's got like three U's in it, so if you do want to check them out, this is on Ao3, and uh, Midnight Scrolls is kind of a whole collection of one shots. But the latest chapter is chapter 67 called I'll Always Stand By You. And sometimes with one shots, it can be a little bit confusing when you start off because you're not sure what's happening, where they are. And with any fic, you're trying to just kind of get a gauge as to, okay, where's the land lying here? Because sometimes they'll take the plot of Pitch Perfect. Sometimes they're in their own universe. So this is an alternative universe one where Becca is a soldier and it's, it's a one-shot with a little bit of angst in there, a little bit of pain, um, and as far as I understand, looking at um, the notes on this fic as well, this is a continuation or a section from a little collection of fics in the Midnight Scrolls, so if you, if you do want to go back and check some of the other soldier AUs, you can, because she's got them all listed there so that you can check them out. And it's a little bit heart-wrenching. This is Becca and Chloe. They're together and they've got a child and Becca's pregnant with another one on the way. So that kind of gives you a good insight into the dynamics. But at the same time, they're going through a real, real rough patch. I don't want to give too much away because if you want to check it out, I'd love you to check it out. I don't want to give you any spoilers. But Chloe kind of has to try and pull this family together. But one of my favourite parts of this fic is the fact that there's a very, very tender moment where she has to kind of help Becca out. And this is one of those points where Becca could either, like, retreat back into herself and not let Chloe help, but she chooses to let Chloe help. And it's a very, very tender moment. Very, And, and the nice thing is it's not like it's a big action. It's just like a very simple thing that she does to help her out and it's a very very tender moment and you you do see kind of the trust level just kind of going up especially when i think things like this where there's a little bit of um angst that's connected with like medical issues it makes me think back to my own life to be able to kind of see that interpreted in fan fiction and in these little worlds that we create is really really lovely and i thought that it was handled very very well So if you want to kind of get a bit of soldier AU with some struggles and how their family is trying to cope after Becca's returned from uh, maybe not being completely herself anymore with injuries, this is a great fic to read and Chloe handles it very, very well. The next fic that I wanted to cover is one that I don't believe they post on a fan fiction site. As far as I understand, this... Is only posted on Tumblr. Now this is the The Chloe Quarantine fic which has been going for months. Written... if you do want to check it out look for A Sweet Melody Trinkling on Tumblr and it's all there. This fic was started at the beginning of like quarantine in the UK that was kind of middle of March. I'm pretty sure it was very similar in the States when I started reading this fic, basically it sets the scene. This is post Pitch Perfect 3 and Becca lives in LA and she's got a very lavish lifestyle or, you know, she's she's living in her own house and she's got a pool and everything like that. Fix of this are fantastic because they are kind of trying to follow the narrative of what's happening in the world and, and kind of put the, the Pitch Perfect girls in that world. So quarantine is happening and Becca invites Chloe her to, to hang out and stay together during quarantine. However, although she's invited Chloe, all the other Bellas decide that they're just gonna all turn up and all hang out together. So then Becca ends up with all of the Pitch Perfect girls and that kind of like ruins Becca's plans because she planned to kind of tell Chloe how she was feeling and now she can't because all the Bellas are there? I love Fix where you have all the Bellas because it just those who can write it really well. You just you do get the whole dynamic of the group, and of course you get Aubrey just keeping everybody in line. You've got Emily just being her cute awkward self, Stacy just being Stacy, and. There's a little bit of strawberry in there as well. Little baby Bella comes along and it's lovely to see there's little moments where all the Bellas are kind of looking after baby Bella. She, I don't, She's not really a baby in this. I think she's probably a few years older, probably about three or something. And of course, then you have the angst of the fact that Becca and Chloe are there harboring feelings that neither of them are, neither of them have the courage enough to say is painful. It's painful at times. This fic has been going on so long that it there was a point where I was like genuinely couldn't read it because I was like, you didn't know when the next chapter was going to come. So I got to the point where I would wait for a number of chapters to come out and then just read through them hoping that they were going to get together. What I thought was really interesting with this fic is not only do they get together and it actually get they get together a little bit quicker than I thought they would. However... That doesn't mean that all the issues are sorted out, and there's a lot more issues that need to go on. And you'll find out in the fic, because it's done so well. You thought that like the painfulness of them harbouring feelings for each other would be enough, but then when they finally get together, you have this whole like great moment of elation when just like finally it's done, and then they kind of whip it out from under you because then you then this whole barrel of angst comes along that you don't know how they're going to resolve. And I do feel like it was resolved in such a lovely way in this fic. And the final chapter, I thought, was so uniquely done because they could have just written it like a normal chapter, ending the whole fic off. But what they do is it's done as a newspaper article after the pandemic. And it's kind of an interview with Becca for this newspaper article and talking about relationship and where they are now and it's so well done. I, I don't know how long after, it probably says in the fic, I don't know how long after the interview portion was done to kind of tie it all together, but I thought it was such a lovely way of rounding off that fic. So well worth checking out, it's like 20 odd chapters so you know there's a good drawn out angst in there and it definitely kept me entertained during lockdown here in the UK. Although man, I was really struggling. Really, really struggling to just keep pushing forward, knowing that I didn't know how long it was gonna take to get to the next chapter. But well done for keeping that angst going for so long. Oh my word. I'm also just really grateful that you finished it because I always have this fear, ever since I got into reading the fanfiction, getting into the fandom that i i just i can't read fics that are not finished i have like a great heartbreak moment reading fics that aren't finished and there's like cliffhangers and things that are unresolved and it just causes so much pain i just don't like it i will sometimes read them but when i go through the sort of back catalog of the fandom there are so many fics that are unfinished and it's so sad to think that these writers just didn't have the motivation to keep going or they couldn't keep going and so That's why I want to kind of give homage to those who are writing now and just know that we recognise you. and Because it's not easy to write these fan fictions. So so sometimes I will read Unfinished Fix and we'll talk about one that's coming up in just a second that's just started and it looks like it's going to be a bit of a long one. But I am very nervous about reading Unfinished Fix because the pain of the mystery... It's just so sad. Another fic that I just wanted to give some homage to this week is by Boats to Esther. I'm going to be so bad at reading some of these writers' names. This is on AO3 and this is a Bella's reunion post Pitch Perfect 3. So this is another one at Becca's house in LA. I didn't know what to expect from this one. The nice thing is that you can read all these fics Dealing with similar situations but just drawing out a completely different scenario. This one happens and Chloe, as far as we know, is still with Chicago. Let's not talk too much about Chicago. That's That's just painful. But they all meet up at Becca's house and Becca's just trying to get through the three days of this reunion and not kind of allow her feelings for Chloe to overtake too much before Chloe's got to return to Chicago. And so there's all the pain of Becca harbouring all these feelings, not knowing where she stands with Chloe, and and also what I thought was really lovely about this fic, well it's not lovely, but the way they set the scene is the fact that when she left to move to LA post Pitch Perfect 3 and Chloe's with Chicago, they didn't necessarily have the best departing as best friends. You know, you would expect there to be this, like, you know, a little ritual of how they're going to sort of say goodbye to each other and it just didn't happen because Chicago was in the way. And so there's kind of a lot of unresolved feelings there. They didn't really have the goodbye that maybe they should have had. And so they don't really know where they stand with each other. And without giving too much away to what happens in the story, there was a lovely line. And I think this, this fic especially just kind of shows... Becca knows that she's developed, that she's come a long way. And a big factor of that is Chloe and that she holds that up to Chloe. And nearing the end of the fic, there's a lovely line. It just says, she isn't that 18 year old girl who couldn't recognize a good thing if it hit her in the face anymore. That's because of Chloe, okay? (laughs) The final fic that I wanna talk about today is a multi-chapter fic by iPhone. And I feel like if you are on Tumblr, and you follow the Chloe fandom at all, you will probably know that this fic was coming... I feel like everybody was waiting for this one to come at some point, because Darby Carter on Tumblr was doing GIFs about a Mafia AU for quite a while, and really dramatic moments, because she falls in love with Chloe in these GIF stories that they've created, and, of course... dangerous, Chloe's life could be in danger, all these kind of little moments that we see from the gift stories. And it was hinted at that they were gonna put together an actual whole story about this Mafia AU and it's now started. The excitement of having the first few chapters is amazing. I really really hope that we get to see this whole story play out It's called Wish I Could Pretend I Didn't Need You. Fantastic title. I love in the notes as well that uh, the author just pays homage to some older fan fiction that really does well with the Mafia AU. And one of the the ones that's referenced is Stolen, which I've only recently finished, like last week. It's the first time I ever read it. It is... So if you do want to kind of delve into the Mafia AU, Stolen is amazing. It's a whole new world, covered very, very well. It's about Becca being in this gang, or I suppose you could say the Mafia, but almost kind of like a weapon. And she's been trained from her whole life to shut down emotions and to just get the job done as she's she's become such a professional at her job. And then... She ends up in a situation where she's got to pretend to be the bodyguard for Chloe. And how, of course, unbeknownst to her, her walls are going to come down because of who Chloe is. And that is just going to bring a whole barrel of action, of new discoveries. And it's... The whole, the whole fic is actually in two bits. So you have Stolen and then there is a, a sequel to Stolen called Vindicated. So if you do want to get through the whole of that, it is two fics. And you can find that on fanfiction.net by The Secret Society. And as far as I know, this is like a classic published originally back in 2013. So this is going back quite a ways. Like before half of the movies have been produced, this fic was written. So if you want to delve into some classic The fanfiction, that is a big one to do. So, talking about this current Mafia AU, what I thought was really lovely, because I have read other A sort of pitch-perfect fix which deal with gangs or Mafia or anything like that, they often, some of them all have a very, very similar beginning, and this one, I wish I could pretend I didn't need you, starts off quite differently than I was expecting. Because a lot of them will start off with a scenario where the one that's in the gang, is usually Becca, to be fair ends up in a situation or, you know, you get an insight into her life as a mafia member or a gang member, kind of, you know, killing someone or dealing with a situation, selling drugs, whatever it is. And so you get an insight into where the life is at. And this one starts off quite differently because it it literally starts off with Becca meeting Chloe in a bar. And and so I feel like the pacing is really just kind of kicked into high gear from the offset. You don't have any of that kind of warming up, It's like, no, we're going straight in, and you'll learn about, I'm sure as we read through it, we'll learn more about their lifestyles and where they're at. Of course, though, it's kind of from Becca's point of view, you automatically get the fact that Becca has a way of life, has rules that she lives by, and her life stays pretty calm because she lives by certain rules, whether it's hooking up with someone, things like that, and so... You already get the insight as she meets Chloe in this bar and as the story unfolds the fact that Chloe is always the exception to the rule and you see that and what I love is those little inklings throughout the story, those moments where Becca should really choose or would normally choose to follow her rules, she just makes those little choices to not and those are just constantly talked about through the story to the point where uh, nearing the end there's a great line that just says, all of this feels new and it makes Becca want to run and yet she stays. So I'm excited to see where this story is going to go. It's not finished obviously yet because it's just started. There's about three chapters so far and I cannot wait to see where this is going to go, see what world created. And I really, I know that this author really loves angst. So I'm really hoping that although there's going to be some good barrel of angst in there, fingers crossed we have good ending because unfortunately I'm a sucker for a happy ending (laughs) but who knows where this is going to go I have no idea I'm excited to find out some great great stories this week and of course we are a week away from the Chloe week I have only really experienced one the Chloe week which was last year so this is going to be my second experience going through the Chloe week I cannot wait to see what's going to happen I I would love to know, whoever is in charge of Chloe Week or whatever, how on earth did this start? Who decided that this was the week where we were going to have Chloe Week? What is it about this, this week that kind of was picked out? How did it all begin? And this is now like a tradition. And what I love, as I have been following the unfolding of this happening on Tumblr, is the fact that they kind of... In the build up to Bechloe Week, they let people put submissions in, and then there's like votes on what the themes are going to be every single day of that week. And we are just about to enter Bechloe Week. And of course, what is amazing about this whole thing is the fact that it's one topic or one theme, and then you get all these authors giving their own spin. On that topical theme. And to see how everybody's minds work and unfold to bring you these amazing stories is fantastic. I'm so excited to see where it's all gonna go. So, just to give you an insight into how Book Chloe gonna work, there's like, what's awesome as well is you get eight days of Book Weeks. Not seven, no, because there's so much love for for Chloe, because let's be fair, how can you not love Book Um That there's eight days. We don't just get seven; we get eight because it's that awesome. So, starting off on Sunday, 26th, it's going to be friends with benefits. A little bit worried about that one because it's always painful when they when they just won't admit the fact that they should be together, in any capacity. Well, come on! So they're probably not going to be like all the way in a relationship. They're going to be like halfway there. It's probably going to be a lot of smut with that particular topic. Will be interesting. Next on Monday 27th we have got He Bit Me. That is probably the the title I am most excited to read about because it's so bizarre. Who comes up with these lines? My first thought when I read that that line was that famous YouTube video of Charlie Bit My Finger and I I don't know why but I just have this whole kind of idea of there being a YouTube video of uh, Becca and Chloe and their child or or, or a dog because Chloe's a vet and and this viral YouTube video of something happening one of them saying he bit me and it's just gonna yeah I just leave that there but I can't cannot wait to see what you guys are gonna write with that one Tuesday 28th we have got drunk texts I have seen some great fix where things happen with drunk texts so I'm intrigued I am intrigued to see where that's gonna go Wednesday 29th baby farm animals Chloe's a vet so I, who knows where that's going to go. Thursday the 30th we have got fake dating. Some of my favorite fics have been fake dating fics. For example stained glass. So I cannot wait to find out what types of fake dating scenarios we are going to get with this one. Friday the 31st we've got hospital, which I'm intrigued because there's lots of like you could have hospital AUs or you could have them going into hospital. Who knows but that one also has potential of being sad, so I'm a little bit nervous about Friday. Saturday the 1st of August we have got Panic or Jealousy, so you have an option of whichever way you want to play that one. It's always fun with a jealousy fic, let's be fair, as always, Especially when they're together and they just, they just play it up because they can and they want to make one of them jealous, gosh. And then Sunday the 2nd of August we have got the option of Wedding or Cheating a little bit torn by that one. I mean, weddings should just be good fluffy fix. Don't you don't you dare bring Chicago into this. Don't, I don't want to read it. Like, no. I don't want to know. I blocked that out. Don't need it there. Um, I'm sure somebody's gonna do some cheating ones, but for me, I always find the whole idea of either of them cheating very difficult. I just, I know that it can bring some great stories. I just cannot imagine Becca cheating. I don't know what it is. For some reason, I, I think maybe it's really so many fics around her parents and everything like that. I just can never ima- imagine or get my head around the idea that Becca would cheat. I'm sorry, maybe, maybe you feel differently than me. So I'm a little bit nervous to see where it's going to go on Sunday. And uh, I hope that, although I was, I'm probably going to read some fics I'm not going to like, that by the end of it I can just end things on a nice marriage fluffy fic. I think I'm gonna need it after some of the angst. So the Chloe week is coming, I cannot wait to see what you guys are gonna write and probably next episode what we'll do is uh, is delve into some fics each day of that week because there's gonna be so much stuff coming out. It's like the one period of time, maybe apart from Christmas, where you literally get so many fix, and I, there's a point where I just don't know where to start first because there's so much coming in, so lots to read, lots to look forward to I cannot wait I know if you've got the Chloe week coming up but if you are a fan of Taylor Swift and I, I wasn't going to talk about this but I feel like it has to be talked about because of course Folklore came out and I don't know what it is about Taylor Swift songs But she just knows how to tell a story in about three minutes. It's amazing. She can create a whole world that you can kind of visualise with all the emotions and everything into like three to four minutes of a song. It's amazing. And so Taylor Swift songs lead themselves so well to creating scenarios for our pitch perfect girls, for the Bellas. So I cannot wait because... There are a number of songs on the new Folklore album, which I know you can put Chloe into. You could put so many of them into. So I cannot wait to see the fix that are going to come out from Folklore. And let's just say that, uh, if nothing else, I can really see the song Betty playing in there. I, th- I thought of a number of scenarios with the song Betty. When I heard it the first time, I thought of it being about Chloe looking at Becca and doing something, but then the more times I I heard it, I actually kind of came up with a different scenario, and it just made me think about the end of Pitch Perfect One, where Becca gets with Jesse, and obviously they've got the summer coming up, and it just made me think of a whole scenario where Becca's the one who turns on Chloe, turns away, and ends up with Jesse kissing at the ICCAs. And she realises she's made a mistake. And then this is her trying to get the courage to knock on Chloe's door, realising that uh, she didn't make the right choice, whether it was because she was too afraid to or whatever it is. That is what is now stuck in my head every time I hear the song Betty. So I lo- I cannot wait to see what people are going to come up with. But there's only one way to find out. So not only have we got the Chloe week coming up, but we get to look forward to all of the fix that are going to come because of folklore. So exciting. Thank you so much for listening to Pitch Slapped, the Pitch Perfect podcast. This is the first episode and I hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully we'll kind of get into our stride as we go along and, uh, and continue to make these podcasts. So without further ado, let's blow the pitch pipe and let's do this pitches.